You're listening to a podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au where we celebrate talented Australian writers and their books. I have a really, really great treat for you today, uh, listeners. I've actually captured and held down a publicist from a major publishing company. Welcome, Jane Finnamore from Text Publishing. Oh, thanks very much, Suzanne. It's really nice to be here with you. Right, Jane, um, many of us, me included, um, are a bit mystified about what a publicist actually does. So could you, off the top of your head, give me um, a typical day in the life of a publicist? What sort of things would you do in a typical day? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, So I think everybody in the trade knows that publishing works on a monthly cycle. So our books are, we all call them January books, February books, March books, etc. So say on a typical day in February, I would be working on the current crop of books that are out in the marketplace often travelling around with the author whilst the author does events and media interviews. Um, And then I'll also be working on books that we're publishing as far forward into the future as July. And I'll be talking to the authors, getting my materials ready, um, reading the books and talking to long lead media about those books so that we start to frame our campaign about four to five months ahead of publication date. Right. And is it true that it takes about 18 months or two years to get a book out? Yeah, uh, to have a book published. Yes. Uh, From submission to acceptance to publication? uh, Well, it varies. I think that's probably a pretty good average. Um, 12 to 18 months. And then sometimes, especially with the major publishing houses, the book would then have to slot into their publishing program. So it may be ready as far as the writer is concerned and as far as the book's editor is concerned, but it's ready in the wrong month. And the publishers have decided to give that book the best possible chance. It should be an April release or um, it should be out in time for Father's Day. So that could also affect the publication yeah. date. And and also the, the subject matter, I suppose. You know, yeah, and the, the kind of book it is. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. Is, if it's a gift book, mm-hmm. so that the, I guess everybody knows the major gift seasons are Mother's Day, Father's Day and Christmas. Yes. And uh, Christmas is by far the biggest. Yes. So if, um, again, if you're with a major publisher, their Christmas list, uh, is mainly published in October with supplementary titles in, in November. So right. those are all the books that they think are going to uh, be Christmas buys. Yeah. So they may have a, a novel by a debut Australian uh, writer. Yes. They don't want it to get lost in the Christmas madness. So they might prefer to publish that in uh, January or February. Right. Does that... So, yeah, that makes sense. So that if you're a mainstream publisher, um, um, writer, I mean, if you're a very famous writer, then you would come out before Christmas because yeah. everybody will... Yeah, would know, be... So. If like, I remember Brady Courtney used to... <laughs> they used to bring his out, right? And he, I think he Christmas. was always um, October or November. Yes. And uh, Di Morrissey is always. Yes. And Matthew Riley. And yes. I could probably, you know, reel off ten others. 
yes. that you'll always see them as Christmas books. Right. Okay, so there's, there's number one tip for um, emerging self-publishing authors. Put it out in January when it's not so busy. I think that's right. And, and do think about the time of year because, like everything, book uh, buying has a season. People mm. are quite seasonal in their habits and tastes. Uh, so, yeah, have a think about that. Mm. Great advice. Now, a little bit about you. What's okay. your background? I know you're new to text publishing, reasonably new. Yeah, I moved uh, from Sydney to Melbourne last right. June and that was to take up a position at text publishing as publicity manager. Right. Uh, before that, um, for seven years or so, I was publicity manager at HarperCollins, um, working mm-hmm. out of Sydney. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, although I won't go back further, I worked at the ABC for quite some time. I worked in their um, ABC commercial, uh, which is the arm of the ABC that makes money. Because in those days it was the ABC shops and videos and books and audio books and that kind of thing. Of course, they they still exist, but they're online now. Yeah, that's right. It's a shame. You used to love browsing those shops. Yeah, well, they... Yeah, it is a big shame. They have rather a lot of them. So I believe the ABC centres are still going. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So your background's been in publishing for a long time, obviously. Yeah. Are you you, um, a writer yourself? Absolutely, most definitely not. Right. Oh, not even a closet writer, no. No, I don't even write a shopping list, no. So how did you first get into publishing? That's really interesting. Um, Good question. I I had a literature degree, I think, and I remember... Ah, you do have a love of books. <laughs> I certainly do. I remember going back, I was working um, in film, and I was complaining about it to one of my friends and saying, you know, that the problems I was having with that, with working in that area of the arts, and she said, you'd really love book publishing, and she got me a job. Like, that that was back in the day when it was pretty easy to do wow. that. And I just walked one day to the next into a job, and I did like it. I liked the people, and I liked the work. Mm-hmm. I liked the um, I liked the fact that as a publicist, you... It's varied. It's extremely varied. So yeah. I can be doing a military history book one week, a Australian cricket captain's book the next week, and... Jonathan Franzen the next week, and I've always quite enjoyed that. Wow. And so um, uh, I'm very excited because you're here with Kate Greppel, who we're yes. going to hear talk a little bit later at the National Library. Yes. And um, Kate's got a new book out called The Case Against Fragrance, which is a non-fiction book, and uh, it's, it came from her um, personal problems and sensitivity and allergy to fragrance, and it's getting a lot of attention. Yeah. That, well, I think anything that Kate writes gets <laughs> a lot of attention. <laughs> I think that's In fact, right. the last time I heard Kate speak was at the National Library oh. with her her, um, her story of her memoir of, uh, and her mother's story. Oh, yeah. it was so so touching and so yeah. powerful. Very very powerful book. Um, and uh, I will catch up with Kate one uh, one day very soon. <laughs> um, so, but I want to talk more about public, a publicist's okay. job. So you, you, it must be thrilling for you to be travelling around with some of the best authors in the country. Yeah, I put the tours together. So going back oh, to a little bit you? about what a publicist does. Right. So um, I liaise with um, event organisers, bookshops and media. 
and I set the schedule. So right. it's up to, to me to decide how far we'll go. And obviously it's up to the author. I mean, the yes. author comes first. I should have said that. Well, yes. their wishes uh, have priority. But once they've given me the parameters of what they're prepared to do, then I slot everything in. Well, you organised a wonderful um, trip with Graham, Cynthia and Anne uh, Wist, who, yeah. who uh, you know, we, I've got two interviews, uh, two podcast interviews with them, such interesting people. Yeah. And they've you know they've down. got a new novel coming. Oh, yes. That they've co-written. I wait. I've so. told them I, I, I need to have the interview immediately at that. <laughs> and I saw them... Um, um, they let me know that they handed it over to text, so we're yeah. waiting for text for that. Well, text will be publishing that novel in October, Wonderful. and uh, just talking about you know what a publicist does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already started to think about how we're going to promote it and where we'll take them and how we'll do it. Oh, fantastic! Um, and you know, I guess it must be quite. Uh, demanding for you too because I know as someone like Graham you know I've met him at the Bali <laughs> festival yeah. he goes all over the world yeah and and too and uh, I guess you can't be going with them everywhere but obviously I, you do get around I, I'm in Australia and New Zealand right I did go to Ubud last year with Magda Shabansky but oh, that's right. more of an exception than a well yeah. um, she's so popular kind of needed the minder. Oh, she's um, incredible. Yeah, yeah, and that was very, you know, it's a great festival if any of your uh, audience ever yes, has a we chance interviewed to get the, there. Um, we interviewed um, the organiser of that festival, that podcast you'll find too. Uh, is that Janet Denise? Janet Denise, that's in, uh, yeah, two years ago I think uh, I went there. And it's really a fun time. It's a get great over festival. I try to go as often as I can. Two of my children live in Bath. Anyway, um, so so, what's the most exciting part of your job? What what do you love the most? I guess the thing that charges the motivation and enthusiasm for me is oh, finding a book lands on your desk or in your inbox and loving it, and then making it a success, making loads of other people, you know, through partially through the efforts of, that I put into it and everybody else, of course. But seeing it find an audience and find sales mm-hmm. is the most uh, rewarding part of the job. And especially if you select one that, you know, that from the submission yeah. that actually oh. makes a success, you think, wow, you know, I, I, did, I chose wisely. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. So at other publishing houses... Um, Publishers don't usually get involved in the commissioning process. That's right. You probably have two or three commissioning editors, do you? Loads more than that. Loads more than that. Loads more, yeah. Right. So each manuscript would be read by more than one person? Is that right? Uh, Shall we talk about text or other... Text, I mean, yeah. I know everyone's different. Particularly text, yeah. Well, at text, they run things a bit differently. Um, So every uh, submission is read uh, and everybody on staff from the accounts coordinator to Michael Hayward, uh, who's the, uh, the boss, reads. Um, and we, we are allocated manuscripts to read. So I might I push back sometimes because <laughs> I get quite a lot of other work to do. But, um, yeah, we, we encourage to read as often as possible. So at the moment, I think I've got four manuscripts that I'm reading mm-hmm. um, that have been submitted by agents mm-hmm. from all around the world. Mm-hmm. And 
then if I really think we should publish it, mm. then I would um, send it back to the whole company with mm. a recommendation that somebody else read it. And if we're yeah. actually going to acquire it, it'll probably end up being read by four or five people. Right, right. Well, that's, that's good to know. Um, and if you get knocked back, um, there is no point in resubmitting, is there? There isn't, no. No. You can, with text publishing, you can be assured it's been well considered. Um, right. Whether right. it's been through the slush pile or, or through mm. an agent, you know, it's been, yeah, a text consideration. So ex- ex- explain to our listeners about the slush pile because I think it's something they need to know about. Oh, sure. Well, when you send the manuscript through the submissions um, part of our website, uh, and you just send it in um, with all the paperwork. It, I think we ask for a synopsis in three chapters. Yeah. Uh, then um, and we ask for some other information as well. Then uh, our um, one of our staff members logs that and records it. And then every Friday afternoon, everybody in the company uh, gets together and we read uh, manuscripts from that pile. And mm-hmm. every manuscript is looked at by two different people. And if there's, if um, somebody thinks that it's got potential, it'll be looked at by many more than two. Right. But it takes at least two people to look at it before it's rejected. What What about something that comes in that's, that's not edited and not polished and not... Does that get thrown out straight away? No, it doesn't. Oh. Um, we're encouraged to read generously, but I think anybody who knows that if you've got a lot of work in front of you... Um, making it as presentable and uh, as accessible as possible is going to increase its chances of being looked at favourably. And so when when a manuscript is rejected, mm-hmm. um, do you send a rejection notice? Or yes, not? we do. Oh, you do. Yeah. Right. So they're not staying, you know, breathless waiting for a response. Uh, no. Oh, good. Um, and so with your wonderful stable of authors. I mean, I'm very impressed with text because you you, you do choose fabulous books. I mean, I, I'm really impressed with mm. the list. Very high know. quality, yeah. Very high quality, and not all publishers do that. Right. So what do you think makes text um, stand out from the rest, from your perspective? What is it that makes it unique? Well, I think it is a special case because... It's all about the book. So, and every other publisher do this in varying degrees. But text says, is that book a book that we need to put into the marketplace? Not, does that book fit into our list? Or does that book fit into our schedule? Or are we missing a crime novel in August? It, they are, everybody at text is much more inclined. In fact, they will definitely say, this book. This book has all of the uh, hallmarks of a great read it's, uh, and it should be published. That's the criteria. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And um, so you you worked with other publishers before in Melbourne? Um, or you, you moved from Sydney to Melbourne, yeah. sorry, in Sydney. Um, which publisher was that? HarperCollins. HarperCollins. And is that a uh, that's an international yeah. company? And tech tech started in Australia, is that right? Yeah, text is Australian owned. It's Australian owned. Yeah. And when did when did tech start? About twenty two or three years ago, something wow. like that. So it's been going quite some time. Yeah. 
So is it one of, one of the biggest in Australia? Tex? Yes. Oh, no. 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 So I the mean, biggest I mean, publisher... Not, oh, not talking about international, I mean Australian-owned publishing Oh, I think it would be the biggest. Australian yeah, owned. that's what I thought. Now, Alan and Unwin might be bigger, actually. Sorry, Alan and Unwin is bigger. But they're international, aren't they? No, they're, they're Australian-owned. Australian yeah. Right, OK. And the person who started this company, Text... Michael they, Hayward. Michael Hayward. Is yeah. he still involved? Oh, he's the boss. Wow. Yeah. Oh, after all these years. Yeah. And is he a writer as well? Uh, he has published a book, yeah. Yes, yes, interesting. And so are your uh, writers um, of varying ages? Oh, yes. Are they, you know, so, uh, so who is it that you're working with quite closely in the last few months? Who, can, you, can you give us a few names? Of, of, uh, so yes, um, I'm worried I might leave some people out though. But um, yes. <laughs> uh, we're publishing a novel called The Restorer, uh, next month in, um, by Michael Saylor. He's a uh, Newcastle-based novelist. Uh, his first novel, The Last Thread, uh, won the Commonwealth Writers' Prize, and this is his next novel. It's absolutely wow. stunning and very yeah. excited to be working with him. Um, there's uh, quite a few authors coming over for Adelaide Writers' Week um, oh, yes. and also for Perth Festival. So working with all of all of them, um, right. there's loads. Sorry, it would just be so many. No, yes, I know. There's probably a dozen. Or so more. you'll be going to Adelaide Writers Week. Yeah, so of you go to the major festivals. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, very exciting. What an exciting life you live. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot quite of <laughs> I'm quite taken by what a wonderful job you've got. Um, look, I would love to ask you many, many more questions, but I know that we're um, short of time, and you. Um, you I have are to going go to, to the library with Kate. With Kate, and I will be there listening. Oh, <laughs> so it'll be a wonderful thing. Thank you very much for your time You're and welcome. for your wonderful information. I hope it's helpful. I'm sure it will be. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au. And if you are a reader or a writer, then hop on over to our website and subscribe.